you, my dear. My name is Colonel Frank H.W. Miller, and I'm most thankful for addressing you today. I have always really enjoy this time of year with my dear wife and our family, as well as listening to people speak about Jesus and what he did for us all two millennia ago. You might consider it rather strange that a retired colonel would dress like this. Hmm. Perhaps many people would agree with you. There are so many traditions associated with Christmas today, aren't there? Talking about Santa and his eight or nine fine reindeer and the super presents he brings. Sending and receiving cards, tinsel, trees and bright lights. Enjoying several glasses of rather lovely Prosecco. A time for the family. Perhaps watching Her Majesty the Queen on the television. Or indeed an array of special Christmas programmes like Call the Midwife, Strictly Come Dancing and apparently a new version of Wurzel Gummidge this year. How exciting! All of these activities are extremely wonderful and make people feel special. However, it has dawned on me throughout my life that all of these things are like wrapping paper, concealing the ultimate Christmas focus and gift. The presents I receive often have gorgeous wrappings of paper and curled ribbon that cover up what is actually more important, the gift inside. Is our concentration on loving our families, enjoying ourselves, and making sure that all the food we need is purchased on time, pushing us away from the real meaning of Christmas. Have all the lists we made and all the deadlines we impose on ourselves, do they make us less thinking about how Christmas originated? Let me tell you in one word what Christmas is all about. Jesus. Of course. You know that. Yet, for many people, Christmas is a lonely time, a time of drudgery, a time of being with people they'd rather see you less frequently. This is a travesty. Christmas should be a time of rejoicing, of celebration and of ineffable joy. It's a time when we can remember how God, in his mercy, chose to send his son to die for us. There was absolutely no way that man could get right with God. Our sins made that impossible. Jesus was born in Bethlehem and then spent over 30 years near the Sea of Galilee, teaching and healing people before dying on a cross outside of Jerusalem. He came back to life and then invited us all not to just remember him as a baby in a manger, but as a risen and exalted Christ and Saviour. Today, I want to encourage you to take off the wrappings that might surround your normal Christmas time. Just like I can take off my wrappings. Ah, oh, that's so much better. The wrappings themselves are very nice, but there is something, someone, who is much more important to learn about and to know. Jesus. Above all the other things you will be doing over the next two weeks, decide to talk to Jesus 
and then follow him. I hope to discuss some more important topics with you in the future. My wife and I wish you a most peaceful Christmas this year. Open your life to God and ask him to speak to you. Make this Christmas the best ever by starting a new tradition of following God. Happy Christmas and cheerio. It's a funny old world, isn't it? It's a funny old world when someone you've voted for every week in Strictly Come Dancing doesn't win. <laughs> Has anyone else voted this week for something else? Yeah, let's not mention about that though, shall we? It's a funny old world when you go to a different room to get something, but then you forget why you've gone into that room and you just don't know, you have to come back into this room for five minutes and then you can remember what it was. It's a funny old world, I think, when someone who's really lovely and kind and honourable dies really young. And horrible people maybe live into their 80s. My dad's dad would have been 130 today. I didn't get him a card because he died quite a while ago. And that's the trouble. It's a funny old world. I would have loved to have met him. Well, I did meet him, but I was a toddler when he died. And so I don't remember my dad's dad at all. That's a funny old world. I'd love to have met him. It's a funny old world when you've got a brilliant friend. But they move away, perhaps for a job or something else. Then after a few years, your friendship starts to dwindle. And in the end, you just start sending them just a card once a year or something. That's a funny old world, isn't it? When for years you've had a good friendship and it dwindles to just sending a Christmas card. We've heard a lot of words tonight, haven't we? And I think there's been several main themes about it as well. One is that God loves us all. And the other main theme was when people met God, they really changed. It's a funny old world. Mankind has rebelled against God. And some people might call it sin, but other people might use a euphemism like misdeeds or deficiency or shortcomings or wrongdoings. But the amazing thing is that even though we've rebelled against God, who's the most loving, kind, faithful person in the universe... He's still faithful and kind and loving, despite what we do. And that's the most surprising and funny old thing I've ever known in all my life. And I've known some funny old things, I can tell you. But to know that God loves me and God loves all of you, I think is startling and surprising. Jesus didn't just come to heal people and to live a good life and show us how to live a good life. Jesus came to make us new. Jesus came to set us free. The Bible says this, it's from Romans 5, 6 to 8, if you know where that is. It says, when the time was right, 
the anointed one died for all of us who were far from God, powerless and weak. Now it is rare to find someone willing to die for an upright person, although it's possible that someone might give up his life for one who is truly good. But think about this. While we were wasting our lives in sin, God revealed his powerful love to us in a tangible display. The anointed one died for us. So when we were weak and fearful and powerless and hopeless, Jesus came to earth. Jesus came to us. Jesus, like we've said, came so that our lives could change. I was lost once, but Jesus being in a stable means that my life can change. People who meet God, remember, have their lives changed and changed for the better. I was in London on Friday because I really like politics. You might think I'm strange because of that. But I went down. Some people are cheekily nodding their heads. <laughs> but, but I went down to London on the train so I could see Boris Johnson go to see the Queen, come back to Downing Street and make his speech in Downing Street because I, I find that quite interesting. But you can have a word with me later about it if you like. But the thing is, Boris went to see the Queen. Boris even though he's high up politically, knows he has to go and see the Queen, who's high up further, you might think. But maybe you don't, but she is. So, <laughs> Boris went to see the Queen because she's more important. The thing that struck me when I was there, watching him come down the mall with all those police outriders, going to see the Queen in that big palace was Jesus left his palace. Jesus left the perfect heaven and came to a smelly, grimy, sinful and hurtful earth. Boris went to see the Queen. God came to visit us on earth. And that's what this is all about. We've been singing a lot about it today. Jesus being born in a manger... But that wasn't the end of it, was it? Because Jesus, after he was born, didn't just live his life in obscurity. He went on to spend time healing people and teaching, like we've said. But after 33 years, his mum was to watch him die on a cross. How did Mary feel about that? Mary saw him being born. She felt the pains of labour, as we said earlier. But then she saw him die on the cross. And that was so all of us could be changed. All of us could know new life. The colonel in, encouraged us to take away the wrappings of Christmas. And I know all of us have got interesting things to do over the next few weeks. And some of us will be meeting people that we'll really enjoy being with. And some other people will be maybe uh, developing our character, shall we say that? Because they'll help us to become a more rounded people, won't they? But the thing is, whatever we're doing over these next few weeks, I'd encourage you to take time and say, thank you, Jesus. Thank you for coming and being born in a stable. Thank you, Lord that you just didn't do that and then went back to heaven. 
but you endured 33 or so years of just normal life on earth and then the cross to change us, to set us free. Another part of the Bible says, therefore, if anyone is in Christ, that is grafted in, joined to him by faith in him as saviour, he is a new creature, he is a new creature, reborn and renewed by the Holy Spirit. The old things, the previous moral and spiritual condition have passed away. Behold, new things have come because spiritual awakening brings a new life. So how surprising that Jesus would come to earth from heaven, come to this grimy, sinful place from a perfect heaven. And he did it so our relationship with God could be renewed. We could be reconciled with him and our lives could be reignited to what they should be. Our best response to God's invitation to come and worship him is to say, yes, God, I want to know you. I don't know you well at the moment. I don't know much about the Bible, but I want to know you more. I want to learn about you. Come and be my Lord and come and be my saviour today. Many of us will know uh, a song that ends like this. What can I give him, poor as I am? If I were a shepherd, I would bring a lamb. If I were a wise man, I would do my part. Yet what I can I give him? Give my heart. And as we've said, it's a funny old world. But the most amazing and surprising thing is that God loves all of us. He came to earth to put our relationship right. You're important to God. And today, we can make God important in our lives too. Thank you, Lord, that we've been able to worship you this evening. Thank you, Lord, that you did come to earth so that we could be changed and born again. Lord, thank you. Help us, Lord, to discover more about you in our own lives, Lord, as you speak to us and we listen. So thank you, Lord, for this evening, and thank you so much for bringing us together. Amen.